And now, National Post columnist, journalist, and award-winning author, Christy Blatchford. Well, I think it's the right decision. You can't have it both ways. Brought to you by Aaron Wexman and Associates. Questions about your long-term disability claim? Call Aaron at 416-661-4878. Ryan Doyle, Matt Gurney, you here with you on the live drive. Christy Blatchford is here from the National Post. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey, Blatch. Let, hey. Let's start off with this Mississauga woman. She was told that uh, she and her daughter were having to leave this public swimming pool, according to the lifeguards there. Uh, she didn't go in the pool with the daughter, who's 11 years old. The lifeguard tried to solve the problem, didn't work, got security involved. Is this a case in your mind of discrimination? I don't know. Um, I don't think this was brilliantly handled, but as you just pointed out uh, several times, this was uh, a young lifeguard. This isn't somebody, this is who lifeguards are. They're young people. I was a lifeguard once. Um, at, at my pool, uh, people sat at the edge uh, watching their kids all the time. All kinds of people sat in the edge. Um, I don't recall, this wasn't in Toronto, but I don't recall there being rules like that. Um, but we are, after all, in the society which has a very great aversion to risk of any kind. Uh, people must be safe all the time, uh, 100%. Um, so I, you know, I think uh, I don't blame the lady for being upset. I would have been upset too. Uh, I think she was keeping an eye on her child. Uh, but I don't blame the lifeguard who is just young and trying to follow the rules and all of that. I think the lifeguards need better tools uh, and be a little more accommodating. You know, there's this thing called reasonable accommodation. Christy, we've been talking about this all day, kind of our really? unifying topic du jour seems Good to grief. be <laughs> whenever we go anywhere, right? And whenever any mild dispute interrupts between two people, it's kind of a it's kind of a race to see who will be able to plug it into some broader narrative of social oppression or racism or discrimination first. Sometimes things happen because people aren't very smart. And you're absolutely right. The pool should have been better about this. We don't need to play the R card immediately. No, I agree. I don't think we do either. I think that's an overreaction, but it is, as you say, what we all do now. The race is A, to post it first on social media, and B, to claim an ism or an ist. Uh, we started off the conversation this afternoon at 4 o'clock talking about your rather awesome column because both of us just read it and, and sort of melted because it was right on the, the tip of our tongues and you, you put it so well, talking about vigils uh, held not only by the Toronto Police Association last night for fallen comrades down in the United States of America, but also those uh, that were held by Black Lives Matter last evening, uh, remembering the victims uh, that died at the hands of police down in the United States. Tell us a little bit about it as to why you were inspired to write it. Sure. I mean, I, it's just a personal uh, bugbear of mine. Uh, I loathe the sort of modern tendency to grieve strangers in faraway places uh, and, you know, kind of have a weeping session for people you never knew. Uh, and that's really what both those vigils were about. I mean, I, I appreciate people are stricken by bad things and sad things and all of that. It's just, I wish it were not so. And I also more than the complete loss of sort of uh, societal memory because it wasn't so long ago, uh, a quarter century ago, that Toronto went through almost exactly the same thing. There were, this time it was the Black Action Defense Committee. There were, you know, I give them credit, Dudley Laws and Charlie Roach, who, had, who you know, were the leaders of Bad Sea and had the courage to uh, at least attach their names to some of the outrageous and inflammatory things they said, and who also, you know, did achieve something. Their activism led pretty directly uh, in a couple of years to the formation of the Special Investigations Unit in Ontario, which is a great 
thing to have. It's great for police officers because if an officer is vindicated by this independent body, the vindication should mean something if he's not charged, and because it also removes the police ability to investigate themselves, and that that is a good thing too. So anyway, it was just it was. Thank you for your kind words about it. I wasn't sure I'd even written in English, so I was pleased <laughs> no, to hear it, you liked it. It was it, if it wasn't English, Christy, it was a language very similar to English. Thank um, you. I when I was reading it, I was thinking back to you know we're talking about the modern moment, right? I was thinking back to when I was in high school about fifteen twenty years ago. A student at a neighboring school unfortunately committed suicide, and there was this petition among the student body that we should lower the Canadian flag to half-staff, and the school had said, no, we would only actually do that if it was like a national thing where all the flags were down, or if it was something actually at our school, Mm -hmm. and there was outrage among the student body. I was probably the only guy at the school who thought that was the right call, and I knew then that I was broken inside, I guess, in the same way you are. That's right, and that you are doomed to forever be on the outside. Yeah, oh well, it happens. Uh, One other story. Dominating the headlines today, York University student has been found guilty of sexually assaulting his fellow PhD student. Rather scathing verdict today in the Ontario courts. It certainly was. It was, a, well, for one thing, it was a long verdict. Uh, the actual decision is 179 pages. The judge, uh, bless his heart, only read parts of it aloud. Um, but it was a it was a decision in one case, just as the Gameshi decision not so long ago, which took place in the same courthouse, was a decision in one case. And the judge completely believed the woman, Mandy Gray, in this case, and completely disbelieved and said so in a really inventive number of ways that he didn't believe the, the accused at all and convicted him. And he'll be sentenced later. Um, I think where the judge may have got gone a bit uh, too far is in, you know, attempting with one decision in one case to, you know, swing the pendulum madly from one side to the other um, and uh, redress all the wrongs that this judge obviously sees uh, with the way that the criminal justice system handles sex assault. One line I found in particular I, I thought was interesting. He said, rape it was, not confusion, not uncertainty when dealing with the issue of consent. That's what he said. He was there to hear all the evidence. I was not. So I defer to him on his assessment of the witness's credibility and on the facts. But, you know, I can at least comment on his colorful language. Christy, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Christy Blatchford of the National Post joins us each day. Of course, brought to you by Aaron Waxman and Associates. When your long-term disability claim has been denied, email awaxman at awaxmanlaw.ca.